super welcome to another podcast episode of Regardless. I am very, very excited to have my friend here today with me. She is a phenomenal, phenomenal businesswoman, and she has so much energy. Everybody says I have energy, but I think when you chat with Queen... (laughs) You feel the energy through the phone and in person, and I am so excited to have her here to tell us her story and how she started her own business and has gotten to where she is today. Her full name is Queen Alote Papo. Hopefully I said that right. It is Ghanaian. So for those of you who don't know, but she'll tell us her story. And again, as, as it is with all of our episodes um, we are just trying to inspire everyone to go after their dreams, regardless of their circumstances. And so we are just trying to share stories of, you know, ordinary people just like you and me who are doing extraordinary things in their corners of the world. So that being said, Quinn, I am so, 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 so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Regardless podcast. Hey, I'm so excited we could do this. I, <laughs> you're talking about my energy. I think I draw energy from people around me. And you yeah. <laughs> like, we're just like-minded, but I'm so excited to be here today, especially to be a part of, um, this podcast and um just to spread the word so yeah yeah thank you sure sure it is my pleasure so why don't we just start out with you tell us a little bit about yourself what's your what's your journey what's your story what has brought you to this point where you are right now well um thank you um like you said um i am originally from ghana i am a ghanaian born um bred and budded (laughs) (laughs) woman um i am a fashion designer behind the sustainable fashion brand queen adline um i live i currently live in in massachusetts in the united states of america with my family and a family of five, um, husband and three children. Mm-hmm. And my family has been, <laughs> it's been an interesting one. Um, I grew up, like I said, in Accra, Ghana. I'm a Accra girl. Um, I schooled up until my first degree. Um, and within that time, during my college years, um, I would vacation in the United Kingdom in England because mm-hmm. I had part of my family as well and so I was just going back and forth um, seeing the cultural changes seeing the world as it is and after that I through life choices I got married and mm-hmm. I had to make a choice whether to live in Ghana, to live in England, or um, join my husband here in the U.S. And we decided to um, live, make our life here in the U.S. And so it's just been my, I, I, I joke these days, I tell people I am a woman of the world because I have lived my life equally, um, one third in each continent. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> Kind of how I got to Massachusetts and to um, the United States and um, where like part of my dream of Queen Adeline, a sustainable fashion brand um, that 
it's inspired by the joy of living and just drawing from my cross-cultural experiences living in Ghana, England, and the U.S. shapes um, the brand. And like you said, um, this uh, through my travels and through just life, I realized that um, the spirit, the like the vibrant culture of, of my African heritage is so unique, mm. and I wanted bring that to my my customers to my wearers and so I just wanted to create pieces that were wearable art mm. that would imbue those pieces with the with the life force with the energy for just people to be to live mm. and to just experience um, the present. I wanted to en empower them to go out feeling very confident and comfortable and to express themselves, um, basically. So in a nutshell, like that's where Queen, Ad, um, Queen Alotipapo is coming from and what's inspired me and where I have landed today. And so basically it is um, my work now is an offering to a metrocultural world. I, I, I believe it's very important to that offer awesome. a part of us. Yeah. That is awesome. That's amazing. And I will put your um, your website in the in the bio for anyone who's interested in checking her her work out. It's all really just mm. beautiful African prints and patterns and just beautiful designs that she that yeah. she's created. We are super proud of you. Um, if I've never Thank seen you. that before. So, <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the decision to start your own business. How, how was that for you? What made you feel like, um, you know, yes, you have this passion to help uh, people feel empowered and feel confident in what they're wearing, but how did you get to the point where you're like, okay, I need to start this business. I need to open my own studio. And I don't know about you, but for me, when I was going to start my own business, there were so many objections that I had to overcome, both <laughs> internal and external. You know, people telling you, you can't do this. It's a waste of time. Or just me being afraid and, you know, not confident in my abilities. So if you can just talk a little bit about that business journey, that would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, <laughs> the, 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 the interesting part was I was I wasn't that kid who grew up drawing or painting or mm. being or designing and so um my route was always i was gonna uh it was more of policy making of um legal i was going to go to law school and and either become a legislator or um somewhere help to govern the country and because i africa is always on my heart and so like that was my route and so um right from right from um my elementary years to, it was always about governance and economics. And so I, I majored in political science and I was um, pre-law going to law school. And then somewhere along the line, along traveling and meeting the world, I kind of had um, a change of heart and um, the desire to do more. Um, and it, 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 it most, 
um, definitely stemmed from two things. Uh, so my brand, Queen Adeline, is focused on sustainability in our closets. And um, the push for me was when I realized that um, the fashion industry was the number two pollutant of our environment, um, it, it just didn't sit well with me. And I, I, I have always been a fashionable <laughs> thing. <laughs> I always tell my friends, and it was just a hobby. Like, I'll just put things together for them. And that was, like, my go-to thing. And, you know, like, growing up, you and I grew up in African homes. You know, like, there are some things that are just, like, they are hobbies. And it's, like, yeah. you better get train and just go to go get some book knowledge and go do something. <laughs> and gonna make it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so that was never, like, a part of my concept. Like, it never even occurred to me. I wanted to make, like... um sustainable clothing you know. but as I like I said as I grew up and I just got to know more about fashion and how wasteful fashion was um I just felt um <clears throat> a kindling in me and it was I think the most difficult part was trying to reconcile uh, me trying to be of service to the world and <clears throat> following my passion um for fashion and so that was where that I had that 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 meeting place was um, I could still be of service to the world, create clothing that will make women feel great. Um, they will feel great wearing them, but also not at the expense of the environment. I can solve the whole problem of um, a fashion being a pollutant but I can I can offer a solution and so that was along the lines of my thinking and most people don't know it but I had a business uh, one business before this and actually it still is alive and well it's just like it hasn't got a lot more of my attention because I'm focusing more of this but then I started with a business that was just a marketplace for sustainably uh, made um, goods um, that had an African heritage. Um, the two key things for me, I wanted to present Africa to the world in a different limelight because um, in the past, we've not had the best PR, I would say. <laughs> and so I wanted, for me, it was a personal um, project to mm -hmm. bring another facet of Africa to the world. That was okay. very important for me. And then secondly, um, for my love of um sustainability, uh, both environmentally, economically, socially. I just wanted us to live, uh, like that's my personal um, belief system that we should live in a way that um, uh, the next generation would find uh, an equal quality of life, if not a better quality of life than we have met it. So um, that kind of was easy for me to kind of marry. Okay, I want to empower women. I want them to feel good in their clothing. I want them to come to work or wake up and, and wear clothing that brings them alive. And that marrying that with, yes, but I don't want them to have 10,000 pieces and follow trends and just have all this clothing be buried in the ground. And so that was where like, that there, there, there seemed to be like um, a level um, place for intersection. And then I decided, okay, so back to my first original business, it was just a, a platform that I wanted people that were sustainably minded, that were making products and services from Africa to showcase to the world. And 
I found that I was maybe like amongst a few people who were thinking like that at that time. (laughs) (laughs) I never set out to design my own clothing. I just wanted to find people who were already in that mindset to just showcase them because that I felt that would be my offering to the world. And so I ended up getting frustrated. I was like, okay, I'm just going to design my own line and just get this thing going because <clears throat> I had friends and, and that's like one of the main reasons why fashion has become um, a polluter because every season we want to wear trendy clothes when it's done, we want to discard it and just throw them and they're all going to landfills, they're cheaply made, like there's a whole lot of issues with just um, fashion being sustainably made and so when I decided most people were not worried about that, they just wanted to do trendy clothing, mm-hmm. like my, my options were becoming very little so I decided I'm just going to do this myself and so um, prior to that I didn't have any formal um design education um don't forget that i just had my degree in political science and when i was in england i did my master's i had a master's in human resource management and when i came to boston um for the first few years um maybe first seven years i was just working um as an organizational development consultant just helping ngos to um structure their organizations to be efficient and so this was like just outside my periphery it was just going to be oh let's just set up a marketplace and just highlight all these people with these great ideas about how we're going to sustain um the world and it it, i just couldn't find people who was happy enough to just do that so fast forward i created um pre-mad line and was just going to be one of the lines that we're going to carry on the platform and then it just took over the whole thing <laughs> and then it just um skyrocketed and and it grew and so like that's the like that's a short story of how i came to that uh place to make this and it was i felt fulfilling for me because like my mission in life has always been to inspire confidence in people to empower them to express their ultimate selves whether they are work or at play and um, it's always also another value for me is always caring for our environment and, and just being mind, mindful of our impact on the earth. And so it was just a natural goal for me to just marry these two. And um, yeah, so that's the starting point for my that's, decision. That is so amazing. And just as I talk to people, what I'm finding more and more is that a lot of people started their businesses out of you know, some desire to do something, some passion that they had. And then a lot of people are like, well, I didn't really mean for it to, for this to happen, but then it just took over and, you know, here we are. And I've also heard one of the things that you said that I've also heard a lot is, um, you know, I thought there were more people out there doing this, but then I just, there was just nothing. And so I just decided that I was going to be the one to do it. So that's, that is great. That's amazing. What a, what an amazing story. And then you, you, I didn't know the story of you starting off from legal and then from legal into fashion, which is, it's really something for, especially for our people who are from African cultures, that is something that we struggle with here in the U S it is very easy for people to say, well, I studied this, but this is what I'm passionate about. So I'm going to do this. But we have this mindset in Africa that whatever it is that you studied in college, that's what you need yeah. to do for the rest of your life. <laughs> and it, you know, it's funny. 
say that because <laughs> um, for me, I think, I, and I think it's, it's. I'm, I'm happy you're picking up on that because mm-hmm. for me, I'll, I'll tell you, and this is a story I don't, I haven't shared with a lot of people, but I personally struggled mm-hmm. to make that, especially having, um, <laughs> having um, schooled abroad with yeah. all that. Um, and then I was just gonna wake up and tell my parents all that school I did I want to go and sew clothes and you know like where we are coming from like that doesn't end well like but the funny thing is my my father's mantra in life was life is meant to be lived here on earth and not in the grave and that's actually like my underlining mantra for Queen Adeline it's like be present live and I struggled internally because I didn't know how I was going to present this idea to like all the people that were looking up to me they knew I had like a promising uh, future in whatever Mm. professional career that I was going to take and like you said like clothing is not like back home it's not like they don't see that as a like a viable venture but the surprising thing was I remember speaking to one of my aunts and unfortunately my dad had passed when I decided to do this full-time so I was struggling with that. this guy um, my dad was a civil servant and he he was somewhat comfortable. He served uh, in a high position in Ghana for a while. And so I struggled with that. He he was he was in Parliament of Ghana um, as a civil servant. And so I struggled with that bed. And I was like, this guy spent so much money on me to ensure that I would either lead the help in building africa or whatever and here i am i want to make clothes <laughs> and one of, one of my aunts had to snap me out of it she was like are you crazy don't you know everything your father ever did was just to empower you to be your best version <laughs> and if he was alive today he will be the first person to go to that house of parliament and go to other people my daughter is making clothes has <laughs> <laughs> done clothes ever didn't you ever understand who your father was and who your, and I would always say this, that my parents, they weren't the typical African parents. They were very liberal, like very liberal as in like, okay, this is what you want to do. Okay, let's see how that Mm. is. I credit that to them because Mm. they they were very open um, to living life to its fullest. My mom is still alive. She's still very open to living life to the fullest. (laughs) I giant chief and my co-designer in her head (laughs) but that struggle like you said um I rather found it was more me than even my family it was more me saying to myself like why why have you wasted all this years and all this tuition and like when I think about the international students fees like all that I'm like oh Oh, man I'm gonna do it and then to add matters to it, when I decided to do this fashion uh, enterprise, I went back to school. So I went to the Massachusetts College of Art and Design to do design. And so it's like, are you for real? Like you go do political science, you have a master's in human resource management, and then you are like pivoting to go do design. Like, are you like, 
So yes, those anxieties like actually kept me in. Um, this is a story I've never shared with people, but I had a very unlike the first two weeks to finalize my admission to the fashion design school. I had a personal uh, family tragedy accident happened and um, it was a life-threatening one. Uh, it involved one of my children um, who was um, fighting for their life. And whilst we were in the ICU, I get a text from the school. <laughs> oh, <laughs> live or not. Yeah, because um, it was grim. He, he actually, he drowned. Oh. Yes. And whilst this boy was fighting for his life, um, the school texts me. It's like, this is the last day to, <laughs> to stop and pay for your tuition, or oh. or you get this course. Um, you for the semester, and obviously that wasn't like my mind was not in that space and time. And I look at my husband. I'm like, look at these people. Like, this is not even the time to even like we can. Now my husband holds my hand and. He's like, Queen, if this thing hadn't happened, would you still go ahead and do the school? Mm -hmm. I said, of course, talking and he said, okay, then we're gonna figure it out. Just, just sign up. And I'm like, are you crazy? We don't even know if this boy is gonna make it. And you are, and he's like, this is our present. This is the moment for us now. We'll let tomorrow take care of itself. But for today, what you're being asked is, do you still want to embark on this thing? Mm. So those are some of the turning points. If I never said yes to just, so I just signed up. And because there were a lot of, of unknowns, like how are we even going to come out of this medical emergency? The bills, can I even pay for my tuition? Like my mind was just, and then he, he was like, if this didn't happen, were we still going to? Were you still gonna go ahead with this? I said, of course. So yeah, those are some of the decisions that I made that has brought me here today. Um, wow. I was thinking, I just knew, okay, we're gonna do this and we'll take care of it later. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that, that is, I'm, I am <laughs> short of words. <laughs> that, is, that, is an, that is amazing, you know. Um, I think just even going back a little bit to your aunt who helped you overcome that internal objection. And that, that thing is real, you know, like I spent so okay. much money on this education. Mm -hmm. Why am I going to do this now? And it's so important to have people in your life that believe in you can mm -hmm. see where you're going and can help you get out of your own way. Yes. Sometimes we are the ones putting blocks in our own paths. Yeah. And then having people that can be like, listen, okay, mm -hmm. you know, you need to do this. You have to do this and stop overthinking it. And then the story about your child in the ICU and you having to make that decision in that time. Yeah. And then your, your husband being that person that brings a moment of clarity and is That's like, That's why it's a reason, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, most I, we have to give him kudos though, because most oh, men, I wouldn't have been where I am without him. He oh is, my gosh, he is—he's my voice of reason. Yeah, 
most men at that time would be like, listen, lady, Are you your crazy? child is your first calling. <laughs> That's all your life. Yeah. What are you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even I was looking, I was like, is this guy crazy or is he on something? Like, <laughs> what uh, is he smoking? Yeah. <laughs> I have always trusted his judgment because he, mm. he brings sound judgment and reason um, to our partnership. And so, um, and, and like you said, I think one of the things for people to realize, especially <laughs> my brother-in-law, who's also an entrepreneur, he, he always says, he's like, to be an entrepreneur, it's either you are very smart <laughs> or very stupid. And there are days when you feel like both <laughs> because because there are days when you're like, why am I even in this again? And there are days when you're like, yes, I made the right decision. And so like there are ebbs and flows. That decision is not like it's a one-time decision, like with whatever, with whatever. And, and I'm working on something like that. With whatever decision you make, like I feel like you just need to create the environment to put your mindset and you in that go zone. Because you never know where things are going to, you might have an idea, um, you might have an inkling, but um, nothing, the only thing we are, we are setting off in life is change. And that's about it. Mm. And so um, once you have that um, nailed, then you can kind of add the building blocks to it. And like you said, it's very important to always find your village and to find those um, those people that would see beyond you. Um, and so you and I have had that conversation yeah. about like the people you are, because there are times when you're like, you are stuck in that park, man. You're like, who is up there to like, just pull me mm. out of my, mm. so, like beyond <laughs> the best I'm in. And those people are very invaluable. And so it's always helpful to have that one person, you know, would always be up that ladder to just pull you out of the quicksand or the quagmire or whatever it is you find yourself very important yeah absolutely absolutely so we we started talking about kids a little bit so (laughs) (laughs) as we know for for those of us that have kids um business and kids just are all intertwined it's like mm. you can't really like separate out oh this is my family life this is my business life it's all just a hot mess yeah um, jumbled together so let's talk a little bit about that how do you manage you know growing this um sustainable fashion brand you know you probably have lots of goals for yourself and you know there's three kids and then there's mm-hmm. a husband how do you how do you manage all of that what are a few key learnings that you've had so, I mean, for me, I had to learn the, <laughs> I'm an experiential learner. <laughs> Surprise, like that's my best way of learning. <laughs> I can read all the books. I can do all the, <laughs> the whatever. But um, it's just, I, I always tell people like, it's great to have self-help um, products, but you, you the, the, the key to being happy and just being fulfilled especially for both family and work life is to be authentic, to be true to mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. If you are not the woman or the man that likes cooking, mm-hmm. don't pretend something your family life is uh, <laughs> staying in a book all day. Like we all have different languages of love, like mm-hmm. the languages. Of- and so you need to find what it is 
for you that uh, spells family mm. and put your strength there. And so for me, it's cooking, <laughs> cooking and just spending time with my family. Like I really genuinely love um, just having family time with my family, my husband and my children. And so I balance that <clears throat> by, I would, I would say I probably cook like almost <laughs> five days out of the seven. Oh my but, God. <laughs> yeah. As an anti-cooker, that feels exactly. like dread. <laughs> and I'm over. But what, the reason why I'm that is that is my stress release mm. so when I am in the kitchen and they are telling me about all their recipes and they are coming in and we are cooking together and my husband is coming up with some ridiculous recipe ideas <laughs> and my kids are playing and then I like you people are you for real how do you even add chilies to this or like and we are experimenting it helps me to like just let go of the stresses of the day in the business. Or it helps me to like just put at the back burner those nudging um, decisions that need to be made. Mm. And so authentically, like that's the way to balance my work life. Mm. Um, we hike a lot. My husband is also very sports-minded. I don't, I, I used to, we used to be athletes when we were in, in school. Now that I'm I'm like, eh, I don't know about that, but he's coach, uh, he's like in all the sports things. And so um, I let him do that. But then I find a common ground. Um, we love to hike um, and we love to ski. And so we find things to do together. And that is balancing the family side of things. And then for the work side of things, um, you and I have spoken about this, just time management, which uh, I am still learning and which I'm still um, perfecting because I basically, I believe like we should just live in the present. We should be present every day. And so it's great to plan. I like to plan, but I also believe there's no time to be done like the present. And so every time spent alive, um, managing mommyhood and business means what needs to be taken care of today. If right. I am not giving tomorrow, right. what, what should be accomplished today? What would make a difference being accomplished today? And that is what keeps me sane because it's difficult to juggle um <laughs> i remember the best way to put it i remember when i decided to do going to fashion one of my professors in in college she said to me she said queen in the fashion and, and the fashion industry is very demanding it's demanding physically and just um strategically because you need to plan ahead um you need to source you need to produce you need design, creativity, like it's very, it's, and, and I was saying to someone, I was like, the reason why you hear that a lot of designers either have committed suicide or they've right. done this, people don't realize it. They just see the glamorous part of the business. Mm. It's one of the most taxing and arduous um, industries. And especially when you've done all this and then people are like, I don't like it. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it is 
emotionally, it's a very emotionally um, draining um, industry. And so um, one of the best ways to do that is to, to be in that space, but also to be able to just let go. And so I try, and then when I, like, I back to what my professor was saying, she's like, Queen, you can either choose world domination or personal peace. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I know. So you decide what personal peace means for you. And if world domination includes personal peace for you, then good for you. But don't feel to 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 like you decide your level of success and what is important to you so back to your question again how do you manage mommyhood and business i think it's just being authentic and being true to yourself and i have to confess there are days when like i just have to shut off social media and just go off the grid because there's just too many um too many what's the word too many uh, prescription for success on on people's perspectives of what success is. And sometimes you drown out the white noise. It it, it has a way of impacting your authentic self of showing up. Mm -hmm. And I see that showing up a lot, especially combining mommyhood, uh, motherhood, with business you you see people claiming they're killing it and so you want to kill your family you need to find yourself first and and be true to that like for me I'm, i've always been a self-advocate find yourself first if if your if your mask is not on you are not saving anybody else yes Absolutely. you what does success mean to you and what does um, your peace and fulfillment, what does it look like? Yeah. And, and, and so yeah, I think that's no right. That's a really, 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 really important point. Um, I think a lot, of, a lot of us, myself included, you know, we look at people and we're like, oh my gosh, look at what they've accomplished. Oh, I'm nowhere near there. Or I have this much to go to do or that far to go. But it's really, really, really about what we define for ourselves. And I love what your professor said. Like mm-hmm. success is what you define it to be. If mm-hmm. your definition of success is that I walked four steps forward today, that's great. Do not mm-hmm. compare it to somebody who says my yeah. definition of success is I ran four miles today. Yeah. Right? Never- yeah. <laughs> the, the comparison is what kills us. Mm-hmm. Like, the comparison. That- I'm wrong. Like, like I always tell people like, it's good to aspire. It's good to, mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to want more for yourself. That is the key, but make sure that you have your sanity. Right. Right. You have your if you are going for all that and you have lost your sanity. Yes. <laughs> I'm not I am not that bored. 
it's not worth it it's not worth it it's um yes it's true that that's also a good thing to point out is you know we want it's great to aspire it's great to want more for yourself but not at the expense of your sanity and and make sure that you're not doing it because somebody else you know is doing it and you want to do it because of that person it needs to be something that comes from within you you're doing it for you and you're not sacrificing everything to to get there that's that's a great great way to end this podcast we've actually come up on time (laughs) and that's really really awesome I love that as our last um our last um word here I think you've shared quite a bit Mm -hmm. about your brand which is great so I will put that you know in in the um bio so if people are interested they can check that out and I think just that word of you know, defining success on your own terms, still pushing mm-hmm. yourself, but defining it on your own terms and making sure you do not lose yourself in the process of being successful. I think that's such a great, great last word. So thank you so, so very much for making the time to chat with me. Um, this was so great. I loved hearing your story. And I'm sure that, um, you know, our listeners would be inspired by your story and all the tidbits that you've you've dropped for us today. So, so appreciative of your time, Queen. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. And I really look forward to us having more conversations. Yeah. Um, definitely. There's um, always more to talk about. Yeah. Oh, are you kidding me? Like, that, it never ends. But I, I look forward to um, still inspiring confidence in people and um, creating pieces that would definitely make them come alive. And um, like you said, if people want to go check my workout, um, they can just visit me on Instagram at Queen Adline Collection. And it's the same for the website. It's um, QueenAdlineCollection.com. And so that's okay. where you have it, folks. Thank you, Quinn. Thank you, Ruth. Thank you so much. And I have to say, I'm so proud of all the work that you are doing. And it's great to see another fellow sister rocking. (laughs) As I'm hanging on to sanity. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sanity is very important. (laughs) All right, Quinn. Thank you so much. Thank you.